Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And, you know, today's the kind of baseball day I really like. We've got uh, Reds-Mets that have been underway. We've got uh, another game, uh, Mariners-Rangers. That's uh, a couple of innings in. And we've got a few other games uh, in the afternoon that we can look forward to. But uh, still, enough games in the nighttime slate uh, to make that interesting as well. So lots and lots to look forward to and lots and lots to look back on between the games that are going on right now and the games that were played on Tuesday night. So, uh, anyways, uh, thanks again for tuning in. We are going to get to uh, all the news that has come out since yesterday's show. And uh, we'll uh, take a look at uh, the games, like I said, games in progress and uh, games from last night. So, here we go uh, with a couple of big pitching updates for you. Chris Sale is tentatively scheduled to return for the Red Sox starting start this Sunday in Baltimore against the Orioles. So that is fantastic news. I guess the only way that's not good news is if you didn't start Chris Sale this week. And I still think that was the prudent move. Good process. Probably a bad result, especially if Sale is uh, it is uh, normal form and uh, puts up a really good start against the Orioles. But, you know, maybe he doesn't uh, throw quite as many pitches. I don't know. Anyways, n- not to, uh, you know, be negative about it. Uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, 99% great news that Chris Sale is going to be back this Sunday. Uh, that report coming to us from the Boston Globe and also uh, from Pete Abraham of the Globe. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was scheduled to throw a bullpen session yesterday. I don't know if that actually happened. Uh, this was a report that uh, came out after Tuesday's show, so I don't know if uh, Rodriguez actually threw that bullpen. I'm going to assume he did. Uh, and the plan was also for him to throw a live batting pra- bat practice session on Friday, so Rodriguez working his way back, and same thing could be said for Tyler Skaggs. I know he just went on the DL, uh, but uh, now it looks like he's going to have a minimum stay, and that he will come off on Saturday and make a start against Oakland. So very good news there for Tyler Skaggs. And if you benched him this week, again, totally understandable, and the regret is probably not quite at the same level as if you. Uh, you benched uh, Chris Sale. But Tyler Skaggs looking to come back from his uh, left uh, abductor strain. I'm sorry, adductor strain. Mispronounced that and made it mean something totally differently. Left adductor strain uh, and uh, have a minimum stay on the DL. That is what it looks like for uh, Tyler Skaggs. Josh Bell's come off the DL and already uh Going to be back in action in just moments. Pirates and Rockies are about to get started there in Denver. And Bell is in the lineup at first base. And I think, yes, I can confirm, uh, batting seventh 
in the lineup for the Pirates today. And of course, uh, as is my want, uh, I'll go over a whole bunch of lineups uh, later on in the show because we've got uh, well, we've got all the lineups for the day games, but now we're also starting to get the lineups in for the nighttime games. There'll be plenty of those, I think, uh, by the time I get around to those later on in the show. Joey Votto is not in the starting lineup for the Reds against the Mets. That one, by the way, already in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, Mets are now up 7 nothing. And uh, just take a quick look here. I don't think Votto was supposed to play at all today, and he has not played in that game at all yet and again bottom of the seventh or bottom of the eighth inning uh with the the Mets uh, up to bat there so uh, basically just one more shot I doubt we're going to see Joey Votto in the ninth inning so uh he wasn't expected to be back until uh the weekend anyway uh the Red Sox are planning to activate Rafael Devers at some point today and uh, to make room for him send uh, Tony Renda back down to AAA Pawtucket. He was just called up a couple days ago. Uh, so that coming to us from MassLive.com. And I'm just going to take a quick peek and see if we do have a Red Sox lineup. And we do not yet. But hopefully, uh, like I said, by later in the show, we'll see if Rafael Devers, first of all, actually does get uh, activated. And if he's in the Red Sox starting lineup uh, against the Blue Jays, also an interesting pitching matchup there that I'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. Nomar Mazzara will begin a rehab assignment on Thursday at AAA Round Rock. So good news there. Marcus Stroman uh, dealt with a blister uh, in his start against the Red Sox on Tuesday, but he told Sportsnet that he is not going to miss his next start. And Adalberto Mejia, he also had to leave his start early on Tuesday, felt some pain in his arm, but apparently there is some some good news related to this, uh, according to the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He has said that uh, the pain was on the outside of the arm, not the inside, uh, where it would uh, potentially be a UCL issue. So Mejia thinks he is going to make his next scheduled start, which would be on Sunday. But, uh, you know, we, again, <laughs> we always have to check back on these things. Uh, we get these optimistic, uh, these optimistic forecasts and don't always uh, really play out that way. But uh, he is scheduled on Sunday at Detroit, and he uh, says he plans on making that start. So we shall see. Padres uh, making some moves, particularly in regard to their rotation. Uh, they're uh, going to be uh, calling up Brett Kennedy to make his major league debut tonight uh, against the Brewers. That's going to be uh, Yulisha Seam pitching for the Brewers. That's at Miller Park. So Brett Kennedy on the verge of making his major league debut. And then uh, they're going to be calling up another pitching prospect, Jacob Nix, to start one of the games this weekend against the Phillies. And while, uh, you know, the, the Padres have lost some, some starters, uh, you know, Tyson Ross picked up on waivers uh, by the Cardinals uh, that, uh, you know, they've had some uh, injuries recently, Luis Perdomo. Uh, but uh, with these two uh, call-ups, they'll be running a six-man rotation. So apparently that's going to be their plan for a while uh, for the Padres. Shoyo Otani, uh, we're going to talk about his work at the plate a little bit later on in the show. He had a big game on Tuesday, uh, but also making some news in terms of the pitching side. He will throw a bullpen session on Saturday, uh, as reported by The Athletic. And in some other uh, Angels 
uh, rotation news. Nick Tropiano going to the DL with right shoulder inflammation. So, again, that's all going to even out uh, with Tyler Skaggs coming back this weekend. Uh, Brandon Drury has been placed on the DL with a fractured left hand. So his uh, tenure in the Blue Jays lineup for now uh, on hold. Uh, and uh, one of the bigger stories, and I'm getting to this one a bit late, but I wanted to lump all of the uh, the bullpen developments together here. So, yeah, the, one of the big, big uh, news items uh, today is that Kelvin Herrera was placed on the disabled list uh, by the Nationals. And uh, he had to come out of last night's game, but he easily could have just been pulled due to uh, ineffectiveness. But uh, turns out that uh, he has a right rotator cuff impingement and uh, could be out for quite a while. So, yes, it is time to go pick up Ryan Madsen, who's actually, while, while Herrera's really struggled pretty much ever since he's come to the Nationals, just hasn't been as good as he was with the Royals. Matson has some struggles, but over the last few weeks, he's really turned it around uh, and been much, much better, uh, much better command. So uh, I would certainly have some faith in him to hold down the closers role while both now Kelvin Herrera and Sean Doolittle are out. And there's really not been an update on Doolittle in a while. So it does not appear he's going to be close to returning. And again, with this particular injury for Kelvin Herrera, uh, it's not at all clear that he'll be back anytime soon. So remember Brandon Kitzler, he's a Cub now. Sean Kelly's a member of the Oakland Athletics. So that the bullpen's really kind of gotten cleared out in a big hurry. And uh, so it seems pretty obvious that Ryan Madsen's going to be the closer going forward. There's not been any sort of announcement or pronouncement, but I I think it's a safe bet. Uh, In fact, probably a safer bet than uh, picking a, a closer in Miami, which it seemed like, all the signs were pointing to Drew, Drew Steckenrider, and it, it still very well could be. But the one thing we know now, actually, as of Tuesday, finally, you could say even belatedly, <laughs> that uh, Don Mattingly has officially removed Calbert uh, Claw from the Marlins' closer role. So he had just been fumbling and flailing for uh, two or three weeks. Uh, he was on the verge of blowing his fourth consecutive save on Monday, and then even post game. Uh, Mattingly did not commit to uh, removing Bearclaw from the role or installing anybody else, but that came out on Tuesday and said, yeah, Bearclaw's uh, out as closer. He's going to be going to some lower leverage situations. And uh, again, second writer being the guy who was pitching game after game in that eighth inning role, setting up for Bearclaw, uh, it just to me seemed obvious that uh, he would be the next the next one in in that closers role. Mattingly says he, he's uh, going to go with several relievers. And actually the quote w- from him was something along the lines of, it could be anybody. Uh, well, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, but uh, Bear, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Steckenrider would be certainly in that group. And I think at the head of the line based on how he's been used. And frankly, nobody now that Brad Ziegler has been traded, nobody in that bullpen's really been consistent. And, you know, yeah, if you're looking at more sort of longer term, you're probably thinking, well, Brad Ziegler wasn't consistent either. But right before he got traded, he had actually been on a very extended run of being extremely good. So if he were still around, he would, be, I think, be the no-brainer choice. But 
of course, he's gone. He's with the Diamondbacks now. And Steckenrider's been probably the best of the rest. He hasn't exactly been consistent. He's got ERA that's a little bit over three, which is not ideal for a closer. Uh, but uh, he's, like I say, he's been the, the eighth inning guy. He's been more often than not effective. And then you got Tehran Guerrero, who has most definitely been very inconsistent. He also recently missed some time on the DL. But you figure he's going to be in that mix. And Adam Conley as well, who actually has been, you know, as I, as I think about it, Conley probably has been a little more consistent than Steckenrider. Uh, granted, Conley's not been been up all season, uh, but and he's he's had his blow ups, but Conley's been pretty good in that that relief role. So I think you're looking at those three. I would, uh, if I were going to pursue somebody, I would certainly give Steckenrider the priority, mostly just based on usage patterns, which are not a perfect way to predict who's going to close, but it's usually a good indicator. So, but those three, Steckenrider, Conley, Guerrero, I think uh, you're going to see that combination get uh, the, the bulk of the saves with uh, probably Steckenrider, uh, you know, getting the most out of that group. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if this is a situation where, because there are a lot of situations where a manager says he's going with a whole bunch of people. And even in Philadelphia, Gabe Kapler, who can sometimes be very unpredictable in terms of how he manages the bullpen. I mean, still, you've got a very clear... Uh, person out of that bullpen that you should target for saves, and that's Sir Anthony Dominguez. And of course, he's struggled recently, so that's kind of a different story. Uh, and he didn't get the save on Tuesday. It was Pat Neshek, but that uh, was more because uh, the other options were really not available. Uh, Dominguez had pitched a bunch re- recently. Uh, Arano and uh, Tommy Hunter had, I think, 30-plus pitch outings, uh, I think maybe the night before. So uh, nothing against Nishak, but I think he's probably the fourth option in that bullpen. I am really digressing here. <laughs> but my point is that even a situation that is, quote, unquote, uh, unsettled, like the Phillies, there's there, there's a clear person there. Same thing with the Rays, uh, where it's been Sergio Romo. But then there have been situations like the Angels, where, first of all, nobody's getting saves, period. Uh, but it's been spread around a bit, uh, particularly between uh, Justin Anderson and, and Blake Parker. The White Sox situation is totally wide open. Uh, the Royal situation was for a while, but now it's Willie Peralta. So anyway, so there's the point I'm trying to make here, and making it taking way too much time, <laughs> is that there's a whole range of ways that this Marlins situation could play out. So it could be a race type situation where it starts out wide open, but then you got a, a Sergio Romo who just comes in and pretty much just nails the thing down. Uh, or it could be a White Sox type situation where uh, granted, the pitchers involved are much more desirable in fantasy, but maybe there's not a clear pattern uh, for saves there. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. So the real upshot of this very long digression is that while I have been touting Steckenrider for a couple of weeks as somebody to target, uh, if you haven't gotten him yet, don't get him now. <laughs> Get Ryan Madsen instead because he's gonna be. He has very much less competition. He's just been better, at least of late. So to me, he's he's the clear uh, option of uh, of newly minted closers uh, that uh, that you should go after. Uh, you know the uh, Red Sox. That's a bullpen situation that I never talk about. I almost never talk about Craig Craig Kimber on the show because he's been close enough to automatic that it's you know it's kind of boring. There's not much to say there. Uh, 
Uh, but he has not been automatic for the last couple of weeks and had another rough outing on Tuesday. Uh, and then there was a quote from uh, Alex Cora uh, on the Nesson website, basically, uh, you know, being very encouraging and saying, you know, yeah, you know, Kim- Kimbrell, he's going to work it out. Uh, if there's a save situation on Wednesday, Kimbrell's getting that save situation. So it, it's certainly, you know, not at a, a level that the uh, Marlins situation has been in for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, rightfully so, has earned a very, very uh, long leash. But uh, I would say that if you're a Kimbrell owner, especially, that it's a good time to pick up Matt Barnes if he's available. And even if you're not a Kimbrell owner and you're in a deepish league where relievers are, are good for more than just saves, where maybe, you know, first of all, holds league, Oh, it's a holds league. I doubt Matt Barnes is available. But let's say it's not a holds league, but it's, a, I don't know, like a 15-team or deeper, probably maybe a little deeper. And, uh, you know, the, the good closers or maybe all the closers, even the not-so-good ones, are taken. Matt Barnes is a, is a great choice right now because just maybe Kimbrell does get booted from that role. Maybe there's something wrong with Kimbrell. I mean, I I don't know. I have to be careful and, and you know, be clear that I'm speculating here. But uh, it is it is a bit odd that uh, I mean, his command has really not been there. Kimbrell himself said as much. But uh, Barnes, he's, he's been amazing for strikeouts. Will at least help you there with ERA. So anyhow, uh, got to head to break right now. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean, earn you keep. Welcome, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, so, yeah, got cut a little short there on the uh, reliever talk in the last segment. Uh, talked way too much about, uh, you know, the Rays situation and the Phillies situation. So, uh, upshot is, go out and get yourself some Ryan Madsen. Keep an eye on, uh, on Craig Kibrell, too. Make sure he's okay. Uh, anyway, we've got uh, lots more to get to here. I'm going to check in on the games in progress. Like I mentioned before, Reds-Mets, uh, that one's actually final. Uh, but uh, we've uh, had Rangers uh, and Mariners uh, happening. Uh, that one's, uh, I'm guessing, about third inning right now. Uh, huh. Okay, well, sorry, I'll take a look. Fourth inning already for uh, Rangers-Mariners. And then that uh, Pirates-Rockies game has started. Phillies uh, Diamondbacks about to get underway. Uh, particularly interested in some of the uh, pitching matchups in those games. And also tonight, some really interesting pitching matchups as well. So going to get to all of that 
in just a moment. Uh, we are giving away more World Series tickets here on FNTSY Sports Radio Network. And this time, they're going to the winner of free DFS baseball contests. Contests are sponsored by DKMS. They're looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. And while 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 people each year, they must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. You can find out how you can help the cause and win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball. Just go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. It's your ticket to the World Series and a blood cancer patient's ticket to life. So, uh, yeah, I've ran down the games that are in progress and the one that has just gone final, Mets 8, Reds Zip. Uh, in that one, uh, I talked quite a bit on Tuesday's show about Robert Stevenson starting that game. He did start it. He did not get close to finishing it. I mean, who does these days, right? With all these relievers and specialists. But anyways, I'm digressing again. Not really a very good start for Robert Stevenson. Uh, he did get four strikeouts in four innings. Unfortunately, he also walked five batters and gave up three uh, runs all earned in those four innings. Uh, and, you know, you got to be pretty sharp to beat Jacob DeGrom. So DeGrom finally, finally getting the run support that he so richly deserves. Uh, but he certainly didn't need it. He went uh, six innings, didn't give up a run, uh, you know, which you figured out when I said that the final was 8 nothing. Uh, gave up four hits and a, uh, and a walk. Uh, did not, uh, in fact, none of the Mets pitchers gave up an extra base hit. Uh, so the uh, Reds were limited to seven singles in this one. Uh, so to go with one walk, DeGrom struck out 10 and 6. An outstanding start, of course, for Jacob DeGrom, who lowered his ERA to 1.77. And uh, even though it was a, a blowout, uh, you did see basically the, the three pitchers who Look to figure in uh, save situations for the near future uh, for the Mets. You uh, had uh, Lugo, Blevins, and Giselman all uh, pitching an inning, uh, all pitching well. So uh, there you have it with that game. Uh, but as I mentioned uh, before, we've got a couple of games in progress. Uh, Pirates, Rockies, uh, Mariners, Rangers, and Phillies, Diamondbacks. And a couple of the pitchers involved in those games were pitchers I was considering Streaming, uh, now this is my Super Shallow League, my 10-team league, uh, you know, where I, I'm pretty much streaming a pitcher almost every day. There is a seven-transaction limit per week. So it's not, I, I shouldn't say every single day, but, uh, you know, probably streaming four or five starters a week in that one, depending on what's going on with my relievers and my my lineup, but my lineup's pretty steady. Uh, anyhow, so there there were some really good starters there on uh, on the uh, on the waiver list. And again, with that seven transaction limit per week, I didn't want to, you know, I had to be selective about who I got, but uh, I had a, you know, basically game came down to Vince Velasquez and then Trevor Richards, who's going to start tonight against the Cardinals at Marlins park. And I had a big discussion on Tuesday's show with Matt Modica about how much trust do we have in Vince Velasquez, given that he has been a top 10 pitcher over the last 30 days. And really has been quite good 
beyond the last 30 days, for about the last month and a half, maybe almost two months. Velasquez has been good and, and very consistently good. And yet, you know, I said to Matt, without really backing it up, Without backing it up, other than just saying that you know he's got a long history of it, of inconsistency, which which is true, but I just I just don't have the trust in Vince Velasquez without really referring to what he has done over this this hot stretch. So I did do a little bit more research in how Velasquez has done so well lately, and I'd already done the the research on Trevor Richards because I wrote about him for uh, fan tracks a piece that went up on Tuesday. Uh, that I talked a bit about on Tuesday's show. But it turns out my my skepticism with Velasquez is is actually pretty well it was actually found it to be sort of validated. Uh because uh you know while he, he's he's getting the strikeouts, uh and that's been you know kind of a, a constant for Velasquez and not getting the walks, which is something that's new. He did have a start uh two turns ago in the rotation where he, he did walk five batters. Uh, but other than that, you know, that's been pretty consistent. But the other thing for Velasquez uh, over you know the course of his career is the fly ball tendencies. And again, pitching in Philadelphia, uh, that translating in, into home runs. And, you know, I, I, uh, I was skeptical of the fact that, you know, he had not allowed a home run actually in his last six starts. And yet... Uh, you know, the, basically, the, the key here is that he has not been allowing very many fly balls to be pulled. So in a way, you could say, okay, it's not really fluky. He's demonstrating a skill. Uh, but if, if you think you've heard this story before, particularly on this show, it's because you have. <laughs> and the funny thing is, uh, I've talked about it, at least that I can remember, with two other pitchers this season, and they're both Phillies. So in the first couple of months of the season, I was all about Nick Pavetta because he had that same profile of getting a lot of strikeouts uh, and like Velasquez lately, not walking very many batters. Uh, but early on, not giving up very many home runs because, let's all say it together, he had a very low pulled fly ball rate, right? Just like Velasquez has done over the last uh, several weeks. And then uh, that regressed. And then the home runs came for Nick Pavetta. But then, all of a sudden, Zach Eflin was the, the climbing uh, starter, the, the rising starter for the Phillies. Same deal. Getting uh, strikeouts, maybe not as many as uh, Velasquez or Pavetta, but throwing harder, getting more strikeouts than he had in the past. Uh, Eflin had never been a guy who had uh, been one he had to worry about with walks. But fly ball, a problem. And he was giving up the home runs because, that's right, very low pulled fly ball rate. Now, the thing is, with both Eflin and Pavetta, that short-term trend vaporized, disappeared. So I, I can't trust Vince Velasquez to keep this going. Uh, so with that very long explanation, I guess this is just going to be a show of very long, drawn-out explanations. Uh, I went with Trevor Richards over Vince Velasquez. And then I had another dilemma, which is, do I start Marco Gonzalez and I've talked about talked about on the show how Gonzalez has been terrific at home. The results have been a little bit more mixed on the road. Going to Texas today, a uh, ballpark that is certainly much less favorable than Safeco Field. And facing a, a Rangers lineup that, for whatever flaws that they do have, have hit lefties at home very well. Uh, one of the best WOBAs in the majors in terms of uh, versus lefties at home. 
So, <laughs> to get you caught up there, right now the Rangers are leading 5-1. to one, And Gonzalez's line so far is pretty ugly. Uh, he's uh, pitched four innings and given up five runs, all earned on nine hits, no walks, but only two strikeouts for Marco Gonzalez. Now, I did see a tweet right before coming on the air from uh, Shannon Dreher, who's a beat writer who covers the Mariners, and she was saying that uh, Gonzalez was doing a lot of stretches before the start, and it looked like maybe he wasn't feeling well. So maybe it's the matchup. Maybe it's the venue. Maybe it's Marco Gonzalez not feeling his best. And maybe it's all three. So I don't know. But he looked risky to me. So what I did was I actually sat Marco Gonzalez, who I already had rostered, picked up Trevor Richards, also picked up Blaine Hardy, by the way, uh, and did not pick up Vince Velasquez. So we'll have to wait a while to see how that goes with Velasquez because that Phillies-Diamondbacks game has not started just yet. But uh, I put this to a poll. And uh, so I asked, which of the following starting pitchers would you most want to stream today? Marco Gonzalez at Texas, Trevor Richards at home against the Cardinals, or Vince Velasquez at Arizona? And I'm not too surprised by the results, but basically the people who voted in this poll, almost all of them totally disagreed with my moves. <laughs> so 45%, the largest share of the vote went to Vince Velasquez. And, you know, if he uh, continues to uh, avert the, the pole fly ball, then that's going to work out really well. Uh, but 45% for Velasquez. And then trailing, this did surprise me a bit, trailing not too far behind was Marco Gonzalez at 39%. So uh, apparently Gonzalez has found his way, worked his way into the circle of trust for a lot of fantasy owners, uh, and, and they're not worrying about his home road splits. But uh, 39% for Gonzalez of Texas, and uh, so far not working out too well there. And then uh, Richards, and again, that one's going to be tonight. Uh, that's a 710 Eastern start at Marlins Park. So won't be able to comment on that on today's show, but I'm sure I'll get to it on tomorrow's show. But only 16% said that they would start Trevor Richards over both Marco Gonzalez and Vince Velasquez. It's pretty interesting, pretty interesting poll results. And again, to really see how uh, <laughs> how uh, well the uh, the voting public did there, uh, we'll have to see how Velasquez and, and Richards do uh, today and tonight. Anyhow, uh Let's, uh, well, yeah, before we uh, take a look uh, at, at uh, the games in progress with a little bit more depth here and then take a look ahead to tonight, uh, let me just remind you that you can get your season ticket to Fantasy Glory right now with the 2018 Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And you know, it's not just a draft kit, it's a full season package that takes you all the way from draft day up into your championship week. And it features in-depth analysis from some of your favorite FNTSY Sports Radio experts. So go to rotoexperts.com, use the code WINNER to get 10% off on the Exclusive Edge package, and then set aside a spot on your mantle for the 2018 championship trophy that you are going to be bringing home. Make sure you do that. Okay, so uh, yeah, we've uh, talked about the uh, Reds uh, getting shellacked really by the Mets today 
Uh, and after somebody said, uh, yeah, I got quite a few questions about Robert Stevenson on Twitter, and and at least one person said, well, you know, it is against the Mets, and I wholeheartedly agreed with them. And I, I got, I, I didn't start Stevenson a leaks today, but uh, so I'm glad I did. But I did think about it. Actually, thought really long about it in that uh, ten teamer that I was just talking about. So I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I have to admit, I was was fooled by the Mets matchup, even with Degrom going, or almost fooled. But anyways, uh, right now uh, the Mariners have uh, chipped away at the Rangers' lead. It's five to two. They've scored a run in the top of the fifth on a Mike Zanino solo home run. So Mike, Zan- Mike Zanino hitting very well lately. Uh, as for the Rangers, home run from uh, Joey Gallo off of Marco Gonzalez. Uh, also, a double from Willie Calhoun uh, in his uh, only official at bat so far. Uh, Elvis Andrews, two for three so far in this game uh, with his 14th double of the season. So, a lot of offense early there for the Rangers. And Giovanni Gallardo putting together a very nice start there uh, uh, over uh, five innings so far for uh, the Rangers. Pittsburgh getting up early on the Rockies, two to nothing. Uh, that one is now in the top of the second inning and uh, the Pirates uh, scoring on a uh, double from Gregory Polanco and RBI single from Colin Moran in, uh, in that one. And again, just in the second inning there. Uh, so that's uh, Herman Marquez going for the Rockies and for the Pirates, it's uh, Chris Archer making his uh, second start. So he's been given a little two nothing lead in that one so tonight's going to be interesting uh as i mentioned uh, we got that uh trevor richard start against john gant and the st louis cardinals see if he could stay hot and i'm actually kind of intrigued by uh the red Sox and the blue jays we've got brian johnson and mike hostchild making his first start as a blue jay but he had a really good long relief stint uh a few days back that uh, that went really well and hostchild a ground ball pitcher uh, you know, at this point, a very, very deep league guy. So I'm real interested to see how he does against the Red Sox. Brian Johnson had a big, big outing the last time out, uh, double digits and strikeouts. And, uh, you know, I, I think he could uh, do quite well against that uh, Blue Jays lineup. So that'll be one to watch. So a couple other matchups to do, uh, take it tonight, get to those after this break. And then we'll look at Tuesday's standout performances. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of lineups out, so I figured we would. We've got weather reports for all the games. I think you'll like what you're going to hear there. 
Uh, we've got uh, some pitching matchups tonight to uh, take some interest in. And a whole bunch of performances from Tuesday that deserve a closer look. So we'll get to all of that. Uh, also, before I do get to all of that, uh, just a reminder that Fantasy Factor is the only exclusive single-entry DFS site. They have free roles registering all the time and great promotions for free prizes. So keep a lookout for Fantasy Factor's free $1 million Survivor Contest opening about a week before the NFL kickoff. So go to FantasyFactor.com. One more time, that is FantasyFactor.com. All right, so weather is just going to be a non-issue for you as you uh, finish setting your, your lineups for tonight. Uh, the one game that maybe you just take a, a quick uh, look at is uh, the Braves at the Nationals. That's a 7.05 Eastern uh, scheduled start at Nationals Park. Just a 21% uh, chance of precipitation for first pitch, but does go up to uh, 39% uh, around 9 o'clock Eastern tonight so maybe a delay but you know what that's late enough that at least you figure in that one uh that the pitchers Mike Fulton Nevich and Tommy Malone they've probably gotten most of their work in but uh for all of it but just check that one uh see if maybe the chance of uh precipitation earlier in the evening uh starts to uh go up uh but anyways that's forecast from Roto Grinders and uh, let's take a look at the lineups. Uh, now, Phillies Diamondbacks have just gotten underway, but we've got another day game, Tigers and Angels uh, in Anaheim. That's going to start in about 20 minutes. And uh, for the Angels, no Shohei Otani, who had a big, big game at the plate on Tuesday. Talk about that very shortly. Uh, so no Otani in that one. Uh, you got Pools at DH. And uh, at first base, you get Jeffrey Marte. Uh, but, uh, you know, otherwise pretty much typical Angels lineup against the lefty Blaine Hardy. It's going to be Jaime Berea going for the Angels. And then we do have a bunch of the nighttime uh, lineups already out. So that Braves-Nats game that I just talked about where you may just want to check in on the weather still looks like it should be good to go. Uh, again, that's Fulton, Nevich, and Malone. And against the lefty Malone for the Braves, uh, no Ender Enciarte in that one. This is why they went out and got Adam Duvall. little platoon situation there for Enciarte. It's going to be Duvall in left field, batting fifth, and uh, Johan Camargo sliding over from third to short for this one, so no Dansby Swanson. And you got Charlie Culberson over at third. And then for the Nationals, it's going to be Matt Adams at first base. Uh, he and Ryan Zimmerman have been split in time there pretty much. Uh, but we're going to talk about both of them later on because Zimmerman had a big game on Tuesday. And Adams, on the other hand, not hitting that well. We'll see if he can reverse his fortunes against uh, Mike fulton tonight. And then we got that uh, matchup I talked about just before the break. Brian Johnson and Mike Hoschild for the Red Sox and Blue Jays. And uh, once again, no Steve Pierce for uh, the Red Sox against the right-handed Hoschild. So you got Mitch Moreland at first base, uh, batting third. And uh, at third base, Rafael Devers, who just moments ago was activated from the DL. So Devers in there right away at third base, batting eighth. Uh, for the Blue Jays, as I mentioned before, um, Brandon Drury has been placed on the DL. Uh, so uh, you've got uh, the infield of Smoke, Travis, uh, Solarte, and Aledmus Diaz. 
but yeah, nothing really unusual there for the Blue Jays against uh, the left-handed Brian Johnson. Orioles Rays. This could be Andrew Kashner against Ryan Stanek. Uh, he's the opener for tonight. And uh, don't see anything here too uh, worthy of note for the Tampa Bay Rays. And for the Orioles, uh, Danny Valencia is back in the lineup. He's in right field tonight, batting fifth. And um, Renato Nunez gets another start. He's been playing there pretty regularly, uh, batting eighth. Uh, He's been batting down in the order uh, for the Orioles. Twins and Indians, that's going to be Jake Odorizzi and Mike Clevenger. No Twins lineup as of yet, and nothing really much to see there for the Indians. We got uh, Cardinals-Marlins game that I definitely will be uh, looking in on to see uh, particularly how Trevor Richards does. But John Gant, he's probably worth uh, checking in on as well. And Adolis Garcia is getting a start uh, in center field tonight for the Cardinals, uh, batting eighth. So in the outfield corners, you got Martinez and Ozuna. So no Harrison Bader tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals. And for the Marlins, uh, looking like their normal lineup. Yankees, Red Sox, Luis Severino, and Lucas Giolito. That one's very interesting because you got two pitchers uh, who, you know, certainly in terms of year-to-date rankings on very different parts of the spectrum. Uh, But lately going also going in different directions. Severino really in a bad slump. Lucas Giolito, he's been uh, he's been all right lately. His last five starts, four of those have been quality starts. He has a 3.19 ERA over those five starts as he has started to throw more strikes and get more chases outside the zone, which has been a real problem for Giolito uh, this season. Uh, so no Yankees lineup. And for the White Sox, nothing unusual there. As I mentioned before, we've got the debut of Brett Kennedy tonight against the Brewers. Brewers are going forth with Yuli Chassi. Neither team has a lineup out. And then uh, Cubs-Royals, we got both of those lineups out. And uh, David Bodie in the uh, cleanup spot. That's interesting uh, for the Cubs playing third base. Uh, He had a big game on Tuesday as well, David Bodie. Maybe starting to pick up a little bit more playing time. We've got uh, Ian Happ in center field. So a little bit of a different look there for uh, for the Cubs. And uh, for the Royals, look at here real quick. And yeah, nothing much of note there. Um, Saw Perez DHing, Drew Butera catching in that one. And then the only other game tonight, uh, the A's going to start the fires. Mike Fires uh, getting making his uh, first start for the A's. And... Uh, Unenviable position because he's going up against Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers, but no lineups for the Dodgers or the athletics, uh, at least not just yet. All right. So, uh, like I said, we've got a whole bunch of uh, performances to look into uh, from Tuesday's games. And uh, before we do that, though, uh, just a, a quick note here that if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but you're just sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, then you should try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget about having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and just avoid all those experts that are winning 90% of the money. Instead, invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. 
So no more dealing with late lineup scratches and no more experts to compete against. It's just you and the prop that you choose. Just go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and then choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So uh, it's it, uh, a move here that is going to be very unusual. <laughs> We're going to start talking about the Padres offense and saying good things about it uh, because uh, they've got several hitters that are really doing a lot of damage lately. Uh, Manny Margot has really turned it on. He had a big game against the Brewers on Tuesday, a three-hit ga- a three-hit game for him, uh, including his fifth homer of the year, his fifth triple of the year. And his hot streak, you can trace it back about 17 games over the last 17 games. He's hitting 338. Uh, he has two homers, but one of those did come on Tuesday. He's got two triples. One of those came on Tuesday, but he's also got four doubles and three stolen bases. So we're seeing a, a little bit of the speed, maybe not as much as you'd like. Uh, but again, you know, three, three steals in the 17 game span. I don't know that you're necessarily expecting more, that much more from Margot. So you are seeing the steals, uh, maybe not with a lot of efficiency, but, you know, he's slowly compiling there. A little bit of power, and then the batting average going up, which you had to expect given that he doesn't strike out too much, especially not lately, and he's got the speed to leg out uh, infield hits or triples. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it's been a good, good run here for Manny Margot. And uh, I think he's certainly somebody that you got to consider starting at this point in a 12-teamer and a must-start in any sort of deeper format. And Hunter Renfro, now with the injury to to Will Myers, I think you're going to see Renfro play probably just about every day now. And uh, he has been lately taking advantage of the playing time he's getting. Uh, on Tuesday, he went two for six. He, he got his 10th home run of the season, and that's now the second game in a row in which Renfro has homered. And in the month of August, and I know it's really early, we're just now uh, basically one week into the month, but he's gone seven for 21. Uh, he has those back-to-back homers. Those are, those are the only homers he's hit in the month, but again, it's a young month. But here's the thing that's really nice to see from Renfro. And yes, we got to issue the small sample alert here, but in those 21 at-bats, he's only struck out twice. So Renfro is really hitting well not just uh good luck uh you know over the small sample he has earned that seven for 21 and then finally Fran Mel Reyes uh who's only been up for a couple of games uh, had a, a little bit of a stint at AAA and he is hitting with a vengeance now so it's coming back up in those two games uh on Tuesday he went three for three uh one of his hits was his eighth homer of the year he too is now homered back-to-back games just like uh, Renfro has he also doubled, and uh, so now combined, the two games he's played since being called back up, he's four for six with two homers. So Reyes was a bit of a disappointment when he got called up earlier, very early in the season. He did nothing but mash in AAA, didn't do quite so much uh, getting called up, but uh, these first two games back, uh, he has caught fire. So we'll see how that continues to play out. And then Shoei Otani, again, who's not in the lineup tonight for the Angels uh, and is working his way back to pitching, as I discussed a little bit earlier in the show, he had a big, big game Tuesday, 
uh, getting on base three times with uh, a home run. He also walked. The home run is his 12th of the season. Uh, he also stole his fifth base of the season. And uh, three of those steals have come in the last five games. In, the last, in fact, the last five games, he's put up some great stats. Eight for 19 with three homers and three steals. That's, uh, that's, uh, the, could be the beginning of a nice, nice hot streak for, uh, Shohei Otani. Now, as I mentioned just a little while ago, Matt Adams getting the start for the Nationals tonight at first base, but, uh, Ryan Zimmerman played both games of the doubleheader. Maybe that's why you have Adams in there today, but Zimmerman starting both games, of the doubleheader against the Braves on Tuesday, went a combined six for eight, uh, with three doubles over those two games, uh, for a total of nine. Also hit his seventh home run of the season. And remember, he's missed a lot of time. So those power numbers are pretty impressive for Ryan Zimmerman. And since returning from the DL, Zimmerman is hitting 371 with a couple of homers. Now, on the flip side of that, Matt Adams, over his last 33 at-bats, has just seven hits. That's a 212 batting average. So... While he has shown a bit of power, uh, there's really not been much else for Matt Adams. So, you know, I was thinking with this hot hitting by Ryan Zimmerman that maybe Adams is going to be phased out. So he certainly could help himself with a big game tonight. But uh, it, it's a tricky situation to figure out because both uh, are generally can be counted on for good power. But the way that Zimmerman's hitting, it's it's hard to see that he won't pick up a little extra playing time uh, unless Adams really turns things around. And I understand he's probably at, at no point going forward going to literally be an everyday player uh, just, you know, because uh, to, to preserve his health, probably Davey Martinez is going to give him at, at minimum the occasional day off. And Adams may force the issue if he can uh, snap out of this uh, brief little slump of his. And in other first base news, Tyler White's been hitting pretty well. He went two for four with a homer and a triple on Tuesday against the Giants, and that was at AT&T Park. And that homer is his fourth of the season, again, in very limited playing time. Triple was his first of the year. And over his last eight games, and White lately has been playing pretty regularly. Uh, So over the last eight late games that he's been in, he started seven of them. And he has gone nine for 28. That's a 321 average with a couple of home runs. Uh, and that this is kind of the Tyler White that we have waited for. He's been up and down over the last couple of years, but he's put up really nice numbers in the minor leagues and uh, lately getting a chance to play a bit more. I don't know how long this is going to last, though, because his playing time has really made been made possible by the injuries to Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, and both of them could be back fairly soon. Uh, but Yuli Gurriel has picked up some time at second base, and that's opened up first base for Tyler White. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if he forces the issue with some continued good hitting. And uh, just a few minutes left to talk about some pitching. Uh, Jameson Tyone with a complete game did give up 10 hits, but it was at Colorado. So I think we could forgive him only two runs and only, uh, but only three strikeouts, but we'll, we'll certainly take that from Jameson Tyone. And meanwhile, his former rotation mate, Tyler glass. Now, Holy cow. Only four innings against the Orioles because he's continuing to stretch out, but in the second start for the race, another great start. Uh, I'll be, albeit abbreviated, nine strikeouts, just one run allowed on two hits and no walks. 
that probably the zero walks probably catches your attention as much as the nine strikeouts. He got the thirty five. Uh, he has a thirty five percent chase rate in the two starts with the Rays, which is highly unusual. Uh, with the Pirates, it was that rate was only twenty three percent. So we'll time will tell if that's going to stick with Tyre Glass. Now, if it does, he's he's going to be a stud. And Alex Cobb getting it done the opposite way with a lot of soft contact. Uh, just one run over seven innings against the Rays. Uh, so an interesting contrasted styles in that game. And Cobb with a 2.37 ERA over his last five starts. Uh, so he's been good, even though he's not been uh, getting the strikeouts. Uh, best start for Massive Bumgarner a while. Seven scoreless innings against the Astros with seven strikeouts. And a 12-strikeout game for CC Sabathia against the White Sox. That's got to be largely matchup-driven, though. Uh, 39% chase rate and a, a 40% contact rate on pitches outside the strike zone. White Sox, not very uh, selective to say the least. So uh, with some credit due to CC Sabath, they've got to give the White Sox uh, some credit for that too. So on that note, folks, I got to wrap it up. But fortunately, there is tons of baseball for you to watch. So enjoy it and hope to see you here tomorrow. Take care, everyone. <laughs>